Welcome to the War on Weakness podcast, episode number three with Kenny and Tanner. What are we talking about today, Ken? Today is about healthy eating habits, and Tanner, you're our specialist on this as well. There's going to be really six key points we're going to hit on. One is our relationship with food. Number two is going to be what, what is food. Number three, sugar. Number four, a quick discussion on water intake. Number five is going to be eating versus exercise. And finally, we're going to close with a discussion, quick discussion on fasting, Tanner. So I guess that's where we'd start, Tanner, is uh, first of all, why don't you talk about our relationship with food? Yeah, well, um, <clears throat> you said uh, that I'm the expert today, but I wouldn't say I'm a nutritional expert um, by any stretch. But what I do have a really strong background with is food. Um, you know, from when I was doing bodybuilding, everything's about food. Absolutely everything. Now, that I wouldn't say that's a healthy relationship with food, but it's all about food. Um, and then just through learning what it is, how your body functions from different macronutrients, stuff like that. Um, so I guess what I've dumbed it down to, like we talk about the relationship with food, which is point number one. I think that that's where most people fail with nutrition is right before they even get started. Um, what happens is you're, you want things to be a certain way and you want food to be what food looks like nowadays. That's what everybody wants. They want McDonald's to be healthy. They want lasagna to be healthy. They want Pop-Tarts to be healthy. And if you search enough on the interwebs and through all your friends that think they know everything, if you search long enough, you'll find that that is healthy. But the best way... What, what do you mean by that? If you search long enough, you'll find that well, healthy. you're going to find people that... They want to take your money, usually is how most dietitians operate or experts on nutrition. So what they'll do is they'll write a diet that allows you to eat those things, however it looks. I'm with you. Do you mind yeah. if I, I think coming from my, my business background is that you're getting into marketing and if I want to sell a product, I will convince you through my marketing or through my pictures or my appeal to that food to say, Hey, this is good because of this and it'll make you feel better, make you feel stronger, make you feel whatever the case may be. Okay. I, I'm following you. They play on your weakness, mm -hmm. right? That's a lot of marketing, mm -hmm. right? Most buys are emotional. You know that. Mm -hmm. um, so if I can make you feel like this is a good decision, which a lot of good decisions you interlace with comfort. Well, that's what you think. Mm -hmm. So food's no different. So what we do is we look for the magic pill, so to speak, because everybody says there is one, but <clears throat> there's, this is, a, it's a very simple process that gets extremely complicated in order for you to be sold something typically. Um, also, too, is, is, you know, the world has a lot of people. And usually when you have to supply that many people with food, that food quality is going to lower. So it's actually really easy to be fat nowadays because everything's about energy and not about nutrition. But we'll get to that. Um, what I'm saying is what you need to start doing is looking at your relationship with your eating habits, right? So <clears throat> the, 
the first thing I would do is go stand in front of the mirror naked. And if you don't like what you see, you have a bad relationship with food. That's pretty much all like, that's I, the long and the short of it. Can, I play, can I play the other side again? Cause I think absolutely. that's what we've out. I'd, I'd like to, um, it all, it all sounds good, but well, maybe you can push back on me, yep. but let's say, uh, I had a car accident and I've lost mobility of my limbs mm-hmm. and my body just, I can't, I'm not able to exercise or mm-hmm. what the case may be. So I, is it fair to say there could be some exceptions as to say, I don't like the looks of my body, but maybe, and yeah. I know I'm reaching to the extremes No, here, man, that's cool. But I'm just trying to say that there, maybe not everybody can stand on all limbs and look at each right. other. Is that fair? It is very fair, Ken. And the, why, the reason why it's fair is because every excuse you tell, you, tell yourself mm-hmm about everything Hmm. will always be justifiable, Mm -hmm. especially in soft ass 2020, Mm -hmm. right? Everything you could imagine is there for you to use that as, as an excuse. Now you're a quadriplegic from a, yeah, I get it. I'm looking at the extremes, but I'm just throwing it out there. I think you're going to have more problems to worry about than your diet at that point is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Um, like if you have to talk with your eyelids, then I mean, you, you now have a new set of, challenges. we're talking about the majority. We're talking about the guy that's okay. or guy or woman. Mm-hmm. Um, women do have more of a propensity to have issues with food because of the modern diet paired with the female's ability to hold body fat due to, you know, childbirth and things like that. Um, but what I'm saying is for 99.9% of the population, if you're fat, you're fat because of food, not because of exercise. Not It's because you have a terrible relationship with food. Now, you can go and find an excuse for that relationship with food, which is totally cool. If that's what you need to identify the problem, then do it, right? Um, like your genetics are your genetics. If you have the... If you have the, again, like the propensity to be fat because your parents were fat, that's a thing. You know, you might have um, hormonal issues due to sure. tumors and stuff on your pituitary gland or your thyroid. That, that's common. Problem, people have chemical issues nowadays with their glands, right? With their hormone glands. That's a thing. It's also very much due to the diet, like that, the bad diet of today will push you towards those issues, those hormone, you know, if, if your thyroid or whatever is hyperactive, trying to always deal with all this shit that you're eating, you're weakening it to potentially create issues. Mm-hmm. So that is an excuse. I get it. You know, your mom's 350 pounds, your dad's 410. Yeah, you're probably, if without trying very hard, going to get fat. But <clears throat> if you're fat, you're fat. All the excuses in the world don't matter. You know, I get you. So you're, you know you're kind, of, kind of putting me in my place in that, like, let's, let's not create a, a slippery slope Absolutely. where you, we can excuse it all the way. Right. And I think you're also getting into, when you say the relationship with food, you're, you're, it's probably a little deeper than we were intending to on this podcast, but we're getting into psychology. Well, uh, and, um, I, and that's and, just it. Like, a, to talk about the psychology of it right away because... Yeah, we'll do that in another podcast. We can, hey, but-, but I just want to touch on it for the fact that most people are going to listen to this podcast and be like, well, that's not me. You okay. know, you're not me. You know, 
women always, you have three kids or you have four kids. They always say that. I get it. It's a damn problem, right? Or it's, you know, I'm big boned or whatever it is. Like everybody has an excuse. What I'm trying to tell you with this is don't lie to yourself. We need to understand that you're fat because of food. And Mm -hmm. now the reason to which you associate that relationship with food to the emotions of around it is where we, we need to start and just say, okay, you know, no excuses. What, what can I do? Yeah. And I then, can, I can throw myself under the bus in, in days gone by. I would um, tell myself that uh, I didn't have enough time mm. to really research good food. Um, I was uh, too busy. It was too, too yeah. much, took too much time to create a healthy food. It was just easy just to grab a pizza on the way home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Another uh, psychological issue I had was I, I believed I had to eat huge heaping portions. So I'm kind of throwing my bus at things I've had to wrestle with psychologically. So I think what you're getting at is that my relationship with my food was kind of Not tripping bad. me yeah. up. Well, it was tripping me up and to say, you know, here's why I was justifying my, my poor eating habits. Yeah. Is that kind of what Absolutely. you're getting at? And yeah. we all have our fill in the blank. Here's my Absolutely. excuse for eating poorly. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And it, they could be, like I've told you this before, is I was the as a kid, I was this skinny little runt, but I was told you got to eat your vegetables. Now this is a whole entire podcast, but just to use it as an example was I didn't, I didn't look as at vegetables as food. Like I've told you this before, if I had this pen and you asked me to eat this pen or a, what is it? A sprig or a sprout of (laughs) asparagus or whatever the hell you guys call it. If you give me those two things to eat, my brain wants to eat the pen more than wants to eat the asparagus. Like, and that is a, not a goddamn lie. That mm-hmm. is 100% the truth. So if my brain has without, and it's always been that way from day one, if my brain is saying that, then what is the actual, not the lies I've been told through the Canada food guide or the food pyramid of the States, all this stuff, that's people's agenda being sold to you. But that's another podcast. It's use your freaking head. Right? If you're throwing down quarter pounders because you think you deserve them for whatever reason, because you went and worked out that day, you're full of shit. That thing's going to make you fat and you're going to have a stroke and you're going to die. That's it. Just same thing. So when I would eat that asparagus, it was my body would literally reject it. So I'm part of this, and everybody's different, but I'm part of this genetic makeup that my body will not break down the fiber from vegetables. If I eat them, I feel terrible. Right. Some people do, but that's a whole other podcast. But what I'm saying is I was told as a kid, you got to eat your vegetables. You got to eat your vegetables. And I would feel like shit. I wouldn't digest my food after I just felt brutal. My parents were like, whatever. Right. Fast forward 30 years. They can't figure out their diet for the life of them because they're doing everything they've been told through like years and years of bullshit. And. I feel like I could physically take on the goddamn world every damn morning I wake up and I haven't eaten a handful of vegetables in 20 years. Mm -hmm. So is the lies true? (laughs) You know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying is just be pragmatic in your approach to what food is and stop maybe trying to find, stop trying to find the narrative that works for you in your weakness towards that relationship. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's so like two clean things, the slate. Two things come to my mind as you're, as you're speaking, and I think 
in a nutshell, you tell me if this is what you're getting at, is take your clothes off, stand in front of a mirror, if you're able, right? <laughs> yes. You know, if, and, and if we're counts. not wrestling with the hormone imbalance, we're not wrestling, with, you're not dealing with cancer at that mm-hmm. point in time, you're not stage four, you're, right? Like we're talking about the masses. But even then, that's not too late. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Stage maybe, four maybe cancer is probably a good time to start looking at your diet. Yeah, yeah, sure. Hey. Sugar and cancer yeah. are one in the same. Which is another another podcast, but does it kind of go like this is if you want to keep getting what you're getting, keep doing what you're doing. Absolutely. And if you want to change, then take a hard look at it. And if, if when we're looking at, at the, the, the body's shape or the fat it's holding on to, or lack of muscle, muscle development, or whatever the case may be to get, get serious with yourself, get honest with yourself, stop, stop BSing yourself. Absolutely. Is that fair? Absolutely. Yeah. Like if do here, here's the first rule in relationship to food. And I'm going to be a little bit blunt about this, but I don't care. <laughs> it's going to be hard on you, I'm uh, sure. I know. I have trouble telling, <laughs> saying my piece. But um, if you're fat and the people that are telling you how to eat are fat, you're going to be fat. That's it. So when your neighbor is on the lose 58 pounds in two weeks diet and she's fat, maybe don't listen. Mm-hmm. Because it's probably wrong, right? Mm-hmm. She's chasing the pink cloud as much as you are. Sometimes it's like there's things in life that you just don't understand and you need to shut the fuck up and listen mm-hmm. to people that know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And diet is a bad... There's all these people that do a diet and they're 300 pounds and they go down to 280 and now they're an expert. You're still 280 pounds and you did two weeks of a diet. Congratulations. Just think about it. That's all I'm saying is, you know, don't go and get your mechanic to pull your teeth. Right? That's a bad idea. Hmm, That's it. I like how you put that. So Uh, Another thing that comes to my mind is that we talk about bias in in business. Uh, I mean, many, many fields, but in business is if the person you're getting your advice from stands to make a profit or minimize losses by giving you that advice, be careful trusting it. Absolutely. So if McDonald's is telling you about how their beef is natural and the sauces are good and this is healthy and they only have this many calories and they're the ones giving me my advice, but they make money when I spend my $12 on their quarter pounders, yeah. they, they have um, an, a natural uh, a spin that they have to create because they have shareholders, they've got to be profitable, they've got to show returns. And, and so I maybe shouldn't follow that. Maybe I should just get back. And the other thing is maybe if corporations have to convince us to get away from eating naturally, you know, m- maybe it's a spin. Like we talked about the Canada Food Guide. Maybe we should just get back to natural uh, basics, I think, is maybe what you're getting Absolutely. at. Absolutely. But fair, fair enough. Okay. You so- have basically, and I'll just end with this mm-hmm. piece, is we just talked about this before the podcast started. If something has worked, for upwards of 2 million years, depending, like just bear with me on the numbers because nobody actually knows. But let's just say we've been in this somewhat of a hominid form for, you know, we've been eating, we've been processing food for about 250,000 years, but we've been eating somewhat of the same diet for about 2 million, roughly, depends on, and now you can debate that, but I don't care. But um, I would take what they did to get us to the top of the food chain as probably more realistic of a diet sense than your next door neighbor 
that can't put her socks on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? (laughs) So what I'm saying is we don't, if you have the interwebs, you can Google human diet prior to World War II even. You're going to be a hell of a lot better off doing that than listening to the sock girl. You yeah, we, we talked about that. I, I, I refer, referenced yeah, uh, Nassim Taleb, uh, an author I've read a bit on. He has uh, Anti-Fragile and the Black Swan. He talks about the Lindy effect. And the Lindy effect is the longer something has been, had exposure and been around, the longer it will stay for. And so basically if people from your roots go back to Romania and you have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, if not thousands of years of, of this is how we eat and this is how we we heal and this is how we we treat our, our bodies, you know, and it's worked for hundreds or thousands of years. It's got some weight to it. Yep. You know, if, if there's science that was produced yesterday on we should be all dumping butter and eating margarine <laughs> and it's been funded by the people that yeah. produce the margarine, you know, That's come talk, come yeah. talk to me when it's been exactly. around for 750 years and then I'll listen. Exactly. Fair, fair enough? A hundred percent. Okay. hundred percent. So should we move to our, our, our second point there, Tanner? Absolutely. What is food? Yeah. So get us down. Like we're this this podcast on on healthy eating habits is basically a here's the one hundred and one intro to eating. Yeah. We'll we'll get deeper into other topics later. But what is food? Give us yeah. give us that time. I mean that's the, like you said the topic the the reason of this topic is a just to like hopefully that first ten minutes fifteen minutes reset. Hopefully you use it as a chance to just reset your mind and think. Okay, mm-hmm. you know what can I do? Okay. The rest, I would just want to talk about maybe some practices that we can put into place Easy, starting today. Easy practices that yeah. somebody could listen to this yeah. podcast. Just do these five things starting today, and, and you're going to see. And if you okay. want any more information on that, track me down at Viking here. And we could, I can talk about this for eight hours straight because it comes into different metabolic types, all kinds of stuff. But here's a few things that people need to understand okay. and that every single person starting right freaking now can do. Okay. So... Uh, yeah, so when we talk about what is food, food is basically nutrition and energy, right? Lumped into kind of one thing. Um, carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. For people that don't know, protein is what builds muscle and it, well, it rebuilds every tissue in your body. Protein does. What protein comes from typically are meats. And plants have protein in them, but they're incomplete. So just to go over it quick, proteins are made up of amino acids, right? Um, That amino acid, um, I guess, what would you say, spectrum. So everything is made up of all these amino acids. Something like eggs are awesome because they have all of, well, not all of them, but most of them. Something like soy has very few. So soy and eggs... So I might say there's 10 grams of protein in this soy burger or whatever. And an egg might have 10 grams of protein. Well, that 10 grams of protein from an egg will absorb into your body better and it'll give you more bang for your buck, right? Plus soy is highly estrogen boosting boosting, and eggs are highly testosterone boosting. So you're, you might be getting that protein, but that protein's fake essentially. Can, so can, just, I, can I push you on that one? Not yeah. push you, but can I ask you... So what I'm hearing you say is that a gram of protein does not equal a gram of protein. No. And there, so we're going to have high quality proteins and low quality proteins. Am, yeah, am I, absolutely. Can you just give me like, give me four or five good quality proteins? Eggs, steak, fish, and 
would be another one. Well, any kind of re- like red meat is the best I find. Um, now you might not be, be good with that, but you, some people like chicken more. But yep. chicken would be another one, mm-hmm. high in protein. Chicken's very chicken breasts are low in nutrients, but very high in protein. So there's four. Basically, if it has eyelids, <laughs> I don't know. Does chicken have eyelids? That's if it has eyeballs. I, I believe they blink. We have, my, we have them at home, but I believe they do blink. Yeah, I think. If, yeah. <laughs> like if it takes a, li- a little bit of effort to kill it, it's probably protein. Okay. Right? And, and from what you heard, I'm, I'm thinking those all satisfy the Lindy effect. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? They've been around for a long, long time. A long, long time. Okay, and so- honestly, too, your body will react to, to eating those. Like your body will make you stronger and more prepared to try to kill those things, I think. Yeah. Right? So if you eat bought red meat, your body will get bigger and stronger because it's telling itself through millions of years of evolution we need to be stronger because red meat doesn't like to die mm-hmm. you know i've been killing red meat since i was eight years old and eight, it eight doesn't months. like I to die say eight months yeah exactly like i've been killing red meat forever and it hates dying like <laughs> so, so now what, what about some low quality proteins then like give, um, give me one or two examples of that anything plant-based so okay. you would look at soy uh Oatmeal, everybody says there's, oh, oatmeal has protein in it. Yeah, but it's not protein that your body's going to naturally turn into what you think it is. Because typically when people eat protein, they're thinking about regeneration of muscle tissues, different tissues and stuff like that. Let's take muscle, for example. If you eat a steak, that is muscle. You're eating flesh. Well, that correlates very nicely into recreating more flesh on you. To eat a plant, thinking it has the same amino acid structure to replenish your muscles, it just doesn't. It just doesn't, right? So, yeah, anything plant-based protein, I would stay away from. Nuts and stuff like that have protein in them. I would stay away from them as a protein source. So you're not saying don't eat nuts. You're just saying no, because they're a great fat. You're not recommending take out your steaks or your diet and replace with almonds. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, The 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 next thing I would say is uh, um, protein powders. Mm-hmm. The the this is something I, you see a lot of people that are in shape or athletes mm-hmm. that want to just I don't need to eat meat I can just live on a protein powder. Your thoughts yep. on that? Um, Powderized protein powders. Jeez, man, I've uh, <clears throat> I've had this debate in my head for years, mm-hmm. and so I've had fifteen years of protein powder consumption. Let's say okay. So this is what I'm going to tell you from my experience. And from the experience of a lot of people I've seen in a pinch, it's good. If you need to get some calories in your body and you have nothing, it works, but it's not good for you. So to speak, nutrient wise, it's, it's, you know, two scoops will give you 50 grams of protein. Same as a steak or a fairly good, uh, medium sized steak. Um, but the steak is better. Also thing is too, is you got to realize that anything that goes into your body that doesn't need to be digested typically will go through too fast and you'll leave most of it in the toilet. And it just, your body has a process to which it breaks things down. So think about 10,000 years ago, how many liquid calories would you take in? Very few. They drank blood. They drank a lot of blood, which is really good for you. High in iron, right? But that's about it. They would have drank water. You know, some cultures drank milk, which was high in protein, but most of them didn't. So I like solid foods at all costs if you can. 
right? Now, when you say fitness people eating protein, protein shakes and stuff like that, here's the other thing is if you are fat, eat real food because <clears throat> like whole food, because what happens is your body has to burn it. And when it burns it, it burns energy as well. Your digestive system and your brain burn a shit ton of energy. People don't realize that, right? So if you're out, you know, moving around, eating solid food and having to use your brain all day long, you're going to burn energy, right? So if you're going to drink your calories, be prepared that they will probably metabolize to fat easier. Like another thing I've read too is if you drink protein, a lot of it will actually convert to sugar in your body. Your, your body has the ability to convert protein to sugar. Didn't know that. Yeah, it does. Well, because that's why we didn't eat carbohydrates for like a couple hundred thousand years. Most carbohydrates were poisonous to humans for like a hundred thousand years or more until we domesticated them. So if you did, it was like some berries. It mm -hmm. would be a little bit of, you know what I mean? So, and we'll, let's talk about that when we get to carbohydrates so okay. that we can understand those better. Sure. So just on the proteins is a mm -hmm. fair statement then. Cause again, we're trying to make this easy to yeah. implement Absolutely. following this podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. If, if it's processed, mm. if it's manufactured, if it's got some company's name on it, it's, it's not going to be better than just cutting a, a rump roast off a, off a cow and, and uh, throw it in the slow cooker. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Process is bad. It removes processing. Food, like modern day processing, yeah. because processing meat is actually cutting it off the cow. Yeah, true. I'm, but it, yeah, yeah, processed as far as a chemical reaction yeah. that breaks it Drying food it into down, looking turning like it into a, a powder. Chunk of bologna. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no. Okay. That's terrible for you. Mm -hmm. Terrible. And it's usually loaded with way too much salt. And I like salt. So it's a good mm. thing. People hate salt. So it's good. But the level to which they pump stuff in there so that it doesn't go bad is not good for you yeah. at all. So, so going back to your protein powder, yeah. if you're starving and you're on island, you have nothing else, sure, eat yeah. the protein powder. But if you've got a steak or a protein powder, eat the steak. If, if the closer it looks to what it was yeah. right at the point of dying, that's what you want. Natural whole foods. Yeah. Okay. So like okay. I said, if you were to peel the skin off of a cow yeah. and you look at it, that's what meat looks like. Okay, it doesn't so look like you know, bologna with craft dinner and cheese chunks. Right. Put in. <laughs> that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. That stuff is awesome. But so we've covered so proteins. Should we, should we talk about uh, just a quick snippet on, you've touched about on carbohydrates. Yeah. Let's just talk about carbs first. Okay. And this is not in the order of importance because fats are more important than carbs. Well, do you want to go in the order of importance? Okay. So fats. Okay. Okay. Saturated fats are why we have iPhones. <laughs> Take me down that path. <laughs> what? Yeah. The brain was developed. The, there's a lot of it, um, research out there that has stated that the development of the giant human brain was due to all of a sudden having an immense amount of saturated fats. So along the way somewhere, you, we chipped a rock off and it made a sharp edge. Okay. From there, we're like, hmm, right? The human brain starts working. For some reason, we start deciding that this sharp edge can kill large animals, right? This took hundreds of thousands of years, but it is what happened. According to all the research, and I've researched all of this, I get that there's also people out there that are like, no, humans were vegans, right? Okay, cool. If that's what you want to believe, then go find a vegan podcast and listen to it. <laughs> but, but if you... 
in my opinion, from trying to look at this as black and white as possible and going back and trying to find every ounce of information I could on primitive human diets, at some point we found tools that killed large animals. From that point, we were able to then process the meat and the fats out of it. And the fats, all of a sudden, the brain just went nuts growing off of saturated fats, right? And the body started to get stronger. Like, humans are a shitty animal. Like, if you look at it, if you put you and I out in the actual wilderness, we don't last long. We're a, other than, outside of our brain, our body sucks. Like, your shoulder joint sucks. That's the worst, right? It's, you're, you're weak, right? Like compared to a bear, you're very weak compared to a lion. So we're pretty useless other than this. Our brains changed the game, right? So what happened is along the way somewhere, we started to eat these massive amounts of proteins and saturated fats because we started killing like mammoth and all this stuff, right? Um, and it just shot up. Uh, the other thing too is cooking the meat made it more readily available to the body and therefore the body could then absorb more nutrients from it. And we started to grow bigger and bigger and got bigger and bigger brains. <clears throat> so fats are what a lot of people attribute that to, right? The brain runs off of like saturated fats and the brain go very, very well together from the research I've found. So a fat is basically if you want to look at the density of the nutrient as well, a protein, when you eat a piece of protein, it's got uh, four, four grams of protein per, what is it, uh, per gram of meat or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Um, so, or per gram of protein. So, fats, it's nine. So, it's like way more energy in fats. That's why it got bastardized. So, like why they hated on it so much in like the 80s and 90s are like oh well if you eat more calories you're gonna get fat right what like that doesn't make any sense it's just what it is is fat has a higher caloric value to it because it's more calorie dense that's it so right? to is it like uh, um you pull it up to the gas pumps and, and the higher octane mm. fuel is is a fat it's and a lower fuel. octane yep. fuel absolutely so you get more bang for the buck but does a calorie equal a calorie? See, that's the great debate, mm -hmm. right? When we think about calories, that's the great debate. To me, no. Okay. Calorie isn't a calorie because like scientifically, yes, a calorie is a calorie, right? A calorie from the actual, the actual, what would you say the val energy value of a calorie is the same in a McDonald's fries as it is in a piece of, you know, yep. in, a, in a potato that's in the, in the wild or whatever. Yes. Maybe. But it's okay. what comes with consuming that calorie. That's the problem. Okay. Right. So that's just like, cause you'll get those people that'll debate that all day long. Well, uh, a healthy diet for a male is 2,500 calories a day. So I'm just going to eat like two Big Macs and a fries and I've, I should be healthy. Right. No. Incorrect. It's only looking at one piece of information when right. you need to. Okay. It's cherry okay. picking. Fair bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So with fats though, is what you're looking at with fats is they're in nuts. They are in animals, uh, egg yolks, high, high fat content. The greatest fat you can eat is an egg yolk. If you can, if you're down with that, it's awesome. Um, dairy has high fats in it high protein, high fats. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, fats are a better energy source than the carbohydrate, which we'll get to. Um, in my opinion, if you look at the, but it's a slower acting, it's in your body longer, right? So my take on that is if we're a hunting and gathering tribe, let's say, and we go kill something and you eat the protein and the fat, that fat stays in your system longer and it metabolizes slower. So you get to utilize that high energy for longer, right? Yep. So that's kind of the the premise behind the fats. I mean, it, I could go on for days about it, but I'm trying to not do sure, that. Sure, we could do that another time yeah. as well. But it's, it's uh, um, I think what I hear you saying is that in days gone by, fats were evil. Yes. They were the enemy. Mm-hmm. And today you would say that they're not. They never were. Uh, let me rephrase. <laughs> yeah. The uh, yeah. they were, We were being told. Exactly. And, and But that's not the truth. That's not the case. I mean, if fats were bad, we wouldn't be here. Right. Because we've been eating them for a long, 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 long time. Yeah. And we've been eating high, high, high volumes. Okay, so this is kind of proven. I mean, nobody was actually there, say, 10, 20, 30,000 years ago. But they can look at the archaeological records and find that, like, when they killed an animal, which another thing to think about, too, with proteins and fats, is you're made of proteins and fats. If I kill you and eat you, I'm eating proteins and fats. I'm not eating any carbs. So your body's made up of proteins and fats. So if you're trying to replenish your body and gain energy from something, maybe eat something that resembles you more than a chunk of broccoli, right? Just a thought. Mm -hmm. But I see a lot of fat people that eat a lot of broccoli. Um, But what happens is if we kill this animal, the last thing humans typically used to eat was the flesh, so the meat. They would eat eyes, brains, bones. Bone marrow is a fat, unbelievable fat source. Like, unreal. Go give a dog a bone. What does he eat first? The marrow. Everything wants to eat that bone marrow. It's great. Bone broth. You can get that. It's full of bone marrow. You would eat the inter, um, like the inside of an animal when you kill. It's full of that really white, mm-hmm. nice fat. That's amazing for you. right? The organs have tons of fats in them. Right? And, and nutrient the, dense as well, are they? Oh, it's crazy nutrient dense. Yeah. Well, it's what our digestive systems were built on, right? So it's like take a diesel truck and go put gas in it. Probably won't work too well. But that's what we're doing nowadays. It's like this perfect machine that we call the human digestive system was built through trial and error over millions of years. And now all of a sudden we're like, hey, we're going to go eat tofu and craft dinner. Why? That doesn't make any sense. You know, that's not what, this thing wasn't built for that. Just like saying, putting, you know, diesel in a gas vehicle or whatever, or sand, (laughs) you know, it's like, yeah, you can put it in there, but that doesn't mean it's going to work. Yeah. So when you, when people would, well, actually there's a lot of cultures that show that they would actually, because they were all into sacrifices and stuff like that. Or like, Mm -hmm. you know, so they would take the flesh of the animal. So the, the actual muscle of the animal. And a lot of that was sacrificed back into nature. They would bury it. They'd put it on rocks and stuff. It would either decay if there wasn't animals around or animals would eat it and stuff like that. And they actually thought that was the flesh going back into mother nature, right? Back into nature and then it would recycle and they would get better luck or whatever they believed in. But they would never give up the fat. That's stupid because that's what kept them alive, right? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the take on fats is don't make them the enemy. Okay. They are so good for you. So good. But 
And then carbohydrates is the last one. Yep. If you're going to make an enemy out of something, make it out of carbohydrates. Because you can, you can screw up protein a little bit, you know, in soy, stuff like that, in processing it. You can screw protein up a bit, right? We're not going to kid ourselves. You can screw up fats, like polysaturated fat, like oils, like those kind of fats aren't good, right? Like canola oil is not good fat. That's don't, don't swap out my butter for margarine. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. Like butter is awesome for you. Margarine yeah. is terrible for you. But where we have our worst problem nowadays with food is the carbohydrate because it's not your body isn't made of any carbohydrates there's nothing you have about from what i can from what i've learned you have about five grams of sugar in your blood at a healthy level in a healthy person that's up for debate and you can go check it's going to depend on the person but that's about what you're looking at as far as your body having carbohydrates and is that glucose in your blood, right? So, and that's still not very much. So that's where your body will react because nothing and then insulin levels. So that's your ability to break down those sugars once they're into your blood, right? So a carbohydrate is a sugar, right? It goes, a potato is a sugar. A piece of broccoli is a sugar. They all break down into glucose, all of them. Oh, so no, I didn't know that actually. So everything that is carbohydrate based turns into glucose in your body. That's the, that's what it's trying to do. Okay. Right now, if you take a block of table sugar and eat it, it's like, boom, there it is. Simple sugars. Simple sugars. Right. And then complex. So you call them simple carbohydrates, complex carbohydrates. You might as well call them simple sugars and complex sugars. Okay. Because they do the same thing. Right? A potato is sugar. It just isn't table sugar. So people are like, well, it's, you know, people don't even know what a potato is anymore. They're like, oh, is that a protein? Or, you know, like, what? So what you're saying is if, if you are going to go to war on, correct me if I'm wrong again, <clears throat> is if you're going to go to war on something, go to war on the carbohydrate. Absolutely. And uh, both natural and unnatural or natural and processed. So, yep. you, so obviously, I guess I should say obviously, for our family, we we have a war on on processed sugar. Yeah, we try to not even have it in the pantry because if it's there, it's just easier for somebody to throw it on something or to put it in your coffee or whatever the case. Be. But we, I just stop putting it in my coffee. We stop consuming it. But you're even going further to say we should probably be limiting fruits and and uh, um, a complex sugars or carbohydrates as well. Is, is that kind of what you're getting at? Absolutely. Interesting. Absolutely. Well, if you look at it, so think about it. This is what I always try to tell people. So think about it this way is rewind the clock, say 10,000 years. Actually, let's go 15,000 because 11,500 years ago, all the ice went away, which changed everything as far as carbohydrates go because the world, the temperature of the world increased and carbohydrates like warm weather, right? So they grow better in warm weather. Um, so look about, look at it this way. If, most carbohydrates are seasonal, right? So fruit is seasonal. Like if you, you can look at like peaches down in Florida, stuff like that. They're only there a certain time of the year. Same with, if you look at around here, Saskatoon berries. We're a huge staple of the native diet around here, but <laughs> in short, small doses, 
they dried them out. But if you dried out, if you went and picked Saskatoon's for two weeks straight, let's say, and you actually, they would actually, I believe from what I've read is they would follow the buffalo, but they would also start maneuvering around to get all these berries because they realized, holy shit, if we eat these, it's high. Like, it's like, right? And think about if you've never had sugar before and you haven't had sugar in 10 months and all of a sudden you eat sugar, you're just going to be like, holy shit, away you go, right? So they realized that these berries, there was also blueberries that were available at that time. There was raspberries, all these berries. But you would have used them in very sparse numbers. You would have dried them out, typically, which then actually increases the sugar to size ratio, which would make it more sweet in a smaller area, right? Everybody's mm-hmm. had a dehydrated fruit. It's went poof, right? But you wouldn't have just sat down as a tribe and eaten all of them in one meal. That's dumb because now they're all gone. What they would do is they'd put a few in, their, in the pemmican and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And you can go right across the world and people did this kind of thing. So what would happen is you would use them sparingly to A, flavor the meat because they taste good. And what it would also do is give it a little bit more energy. So, and a carbohydrate too has the same amount of calories as protein. It's four, four grams, right? Or four calories per gram. Sorry. That's what I meant to say about the proteins too, but I was talking too fast. It's four calories per gram. So, but it burns really fast and it gets into your system quick and away it goes. So if you think about it that way is... If you're walking down a trail 10,000 years ago and you find a Saskatoon bush that has berries on it, you're going to collect as many as you can before the bears get you. <laughs> and you're going to take them back and then your your tribe is going to try to figure out how to make those last, right? Fast forward to today and we have a carbohydrate you know, station on every corner. Like 99% of what you eat from a fast food place is freaking carbohydrates and bad fats. So are you saying then that uh, having Coca-Cola machines in public schools... <laughs> don't even get me started. Don't even go there. Hey? They might as well have okay. heroin machines. <laughs> just like go... Well, they yeah. probably will. If things keep going the way they are, we'll yeah. have heroin, <laughs> heroin injection sites yeah. in elementary schools yeah. because, you know... It's interesting. Though, you have it? the right to do heroin because that's how you feel today. Yeah. Let's not go down there. So, yeah, exactly. Let's not, let's not take carbohydrates for... Like, let's not think they're good in huge numbers because they're just not you're not built that way okay. right so the carb the i'll tell you the biggest thing i've learned with carbohydrates is if your fat stop eating them is a great place to start right that's the nice thing about a carbohydrate is you can just stop eating them and you're going to lose weight typically right now if you're diabetic or something like that maybe consult your doctor first but they're not necessary from everything I've found personally and through people, they're not necessary part of your diet. They're just not. Your body will turn protein into glucose if you don't give it carbohydrates. So it's going to get it. It's going to find it. it. Yeah. Your body's a pretty astute thing. Tanner, for, for somebody like me, you, mm-hmm. you, I think I've heard you say the statement of, uh, you know, what you're doing seems to be working for you. But we, I would say we overconsume based off of what you've told me in carbohydrates. We eat a lot of bananas. We eat a lot of apples. We yeah. eat a lot of pears. You know, I, I've kind of almost in my brain pre-programmed myself, maybe incorrectly, that I like to get a, a little bit of fruit and vegetables in my mm-hmm. diet in addition to my natural meats and my yep. water and, and this and that. So we, we do strip out the, uh, the, the simple uh, sugars. But I think maybe I should even be reducing that. Like, what, like sure, maybe my... I, I don't have excessive fat on me right now. I have in days gone by, but I don't right now. I don't think. Mm-hmm. But should I also be reducing my fruits and maybe my vegetables? 
Well, here's the thing is for you, because you haven't been an idiot up till this point and you have awesome genetics, you know what I mean? Well, I've been like, an idiot right, many, I mean, many times. But, but uh, you know what I mean is yeah. you watch what you eat. Yeah. Right. You're, you're aware We're of more it. selective, but that doesn't yeah. mean it's right. But you also have wicked genetics. Your whole family does. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm. you are, uh, there's what, how many brothers and sisters do you have? Like 48 uh, there's, or something? There's six. And I think yeah. we counted there's 26 yeah, yeah, kids yeah. amongst us. But six, I mean, yeah. you guys have very good genetics and you can't, that's huge. I mean, people, people out there want to be like, well, you know, you know, everybody's this special, whatever it, genetics play a huge part in this. Sure. And we can't undermine that. Um, and I'm sorry if you didn't get them. I got pretty good genetics as far as diet and stuff goes. I get it. So people will be like, well, it's easy for you. Yeah, it usually kind of is, but it's also very hard. I had to put on 80 pounds of muscle too. We'll talk about that after. But we all we all have our problems. We all have your problems. I played volleyball, <laughs> as did you, in yeah. college, and I wished I was 6'6". Exactly. And it doesn't shake yeah, out that way. Exactly. My mom and dad I were... I wish I looked like Gerard Butler. Yeah. I don't. We've all got I our I look issues. like Carrot Top's older brother. Yeah. But... What the, <laughs> but, <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's still your fucking yeah. problem to deal with. Hey, man, it's your hand of cards exactly. playing the best way you can. Right. So with you, yeah. if you're happy with your performance and with your appearance, then you can get away with a little more fruits and stuff. But just realize that yeah. fruit is sugar. It's... Is there a big difference between a handful of blueberries or raspberries or something like that and a cube of sugar? Once it enters your body, not really. There is a caveat there that, yeah, that, simp that, that processed sugar, it, it, it's like sugar on steroids. And the fructose or whatever is that's in fruit is a little more subdued than that. But it still spikes your insulin. That's what so sugar So they're closer does. to being alike than disalike. Yeah, they're way closer to being, right? It's like saying, it's like one's a wolf, one's a dog. Okay. Right? But we think yeah. that like a cube of sugar is a wolf and that a blueberry is a cow. Yeah. No. They're more alike than not. Hmm. Okay. They both do the same thing. They get into your bloodstream. They spike your insulin levels. Right to try to break itself down, but in turn, those insulin levels not being stable will make you fat as well. Right. Okay. So is this a nice transition then to our next point, which I think links right into sugar. Mm -hmm. Right. Maybe just a few direct points on sugar. Yeah. Which That's, I think we've already touched. We on, touched on. It, but but yeah. why, don't, why don't we just head on that one a bit so, more, Tanner? Like I said, sugar is a carbohydrate. It's carbohydrates broken down to their simplest form. Glucose. Right. That's what sugar is. Is in it, in your body, it becomes glucose. Um, now it is a very sugar creates this huge fluctuation of energy levels based upon the insulin response to them. Typically now there's probably people that are way more scientifically mm -hmm. uh, articulate in that way of saying it. But to me, that's the way I look at it. Like you got to realize too, this is like the caveman way of looking at food, right? So before people get all crazy out there trying to correct me, I get it. I'm not a scientist on this, just a guy that's been beating my head against the wall for a lot. So this is what I found to be the truth based upon everybody I've dealt with. Now, sugar creates this crazy insulin ride, right? Which I found is terrible for maintaining body fat levels. There's a huge amount, like it's, it has to do with 
what insulin does is it starts to drive nutrients and stuff into the cells and into the, the into the cells that make up all the tissues. Now, you don't want to overdo that or you'll start to pack those things and start building body fat, right? So that's kind of the take on sugar is it's it's not necessary to eat sugar from what I found in all of my like I, I did that the carnivore diet for quite a quite a while. There wasn't even it was just steak and eggs. That's all I ate. Well, guess what? It, your body will turn that protein, a little bit of it, into glucose because it doesn't. You don't need to eat carbohydrates. Like you, you said, know? your body has five five, five grams, grams plus or whatever or minus. it is. Yeah. So, yeah. so you know, if if you put me and you in the bush for a while and we don't have any sugar available and we just eat animals, we'll be fine. And not only will we be fine, we'd probably be pretty strong and productive. If I put somebody, you know, in the bush and all they eat is plants, well, they better not try to overtake anything the meat eaters have because they're going to lose, right? So, yeah, you can eat only plants. I get it. But maybe have a look at that because a lot of people that only eat plants also only do a lot of things that maybe aren't, you know, like, so just be careful on how you, like, People, a lot of people won't eat meat because they're like, oh, I don't want to kill something. It's like, well, we've been killing shit forever. But anyway, coming back to sugar is you don't need sugar. Your body will make its own sugar. You don't need to eat it, right? It tastes awesome. I get it, right? That's the problem with carbohydrates and sugar is they taste good. And they make your little feelings better, mm-hmm. right? Everybody's like, oh, I'm having a bad day. I need a fucking pale ice cream. It's like, actually, the last thing you need right now is pale ice cream. You know, you're probably unable to handle stress because of the amount of sugar you have been eating. So don't go eat more of it. So sugar is an emotional nutrient. <laughs> Let's just say that. Okay. Is you it, feel good when you eat it because it tastes so good. And something else I'd like to explore in a future podcast, Tanner. It's too deep for just today, I think. But it's, it's fair to say, uh, and maybe I'd like you to comment on this, is that sugar, the evil that sugar drags along with it is more than just putting fat on your body. Oh, we can sure. also get into inflammation. We can also get into... Cancer. Yeah. Right? Can- most cancers feed 100% off of sugars in your body. Yeah. Right? They just... My old man has cancer and they told him that same thing. Stop eating sugar. Right? Yeah. Well, so it's it's evil on multiple fronts. It's, it's the worst, really. Okay. Like sugar is terrible for you. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. Most people, if they cut sugar out of their diet, would feel a million times better tomorrow. Well, what do we... Why don't we pause for a moment? And Tanner, I'm, uh, again, I keep calling him Joe Blow. Maybe I'll come up with a more interesting name mm-hmm. moving forward. But I'm Joe Blow, got a few extra pounds, not feeling that good. Maybe yep. I got a, on a pill or two for some kind of an issue, yep. high blood pressure, cardiovascular whatever disease, yep. whatever the heck it is. What's my easiest way to just get rid of these sugars? Like if you say, hey, listen, we're not going to... Uh, not going to find a cure for cancer overnight here, right. but 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 what I want you to do is stop eating these five things or these yeah. three things. Give me that pop. If you drink pop, then sh- you know shut don't this, drink pop. Shut this podcast off right now because everything I just talked about is pointless. Okay, pop will kill everybody. It does. Diet pop will kill you as fast as sugar pop will kill you. Do just not. stop eating pop. Just no pop ever. 
going back to the Lindy effect again, yeah. a thousand years ago, no they didn't have Coca-Cola, no. Orange Crush, exactly. A&W. They and had water. For, if anybody water, out there is milk. south of the border, it's called soda. Okay. But okay. Yeah, cool. stay I'll, away from that shit like right now. And that's a hard right one to now. wrestle with. Like <laughs> I, I can yeah. tell you from a personal perspective is we cut sugar out. And it took me a couple of years to figure out, Ken, you're an idiot. On birthdays, we'd bring home pop to celebrate the special occasion. And I was like, what the heck did I, I it was so deep into me that I was like, we're going to cut out sugar, but we'll save it for the reward days. See, it's, it's the special. Yeah. So now we just don't, we just right. don't consume it. I mean, though, if you're going to do that, like, I don't we know. do live in 2020. I get it. Like it's around. If you can eliminate it, good. But if you're giving your kids pop every day and you're drinking, that's absolutely brutal. If they have a piece of birthday cake on a birthday, come on. Like, that's okay. Oh, I'm with you. That right? We try to do what's right 90% of the time. Yes. We're going to fail. And let's, because, yeah. But we just stopped programming them as I was programmed is that it's, it's not a reward. It's not a, I earned this. And that's awesome. It's yeah. evil. It's, yeah. it's, it's going to, it's going to harm us. Therefore we shouldn't yeah. put it in. It's like okay. rewarding your kid with a kick to the face. Sure. <laughs> 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 so stop drinking pop. Yeah. Get what rid else? of pop. Well, sugar in general, anything that you can just grab the label. Most things you look at, yep. go down the label about three quarters of the way down. It'll say carbohydrates. In big, bold letters. Mm -hmm. And beside that will be a number, right? Say 10 grams or whatever. Underneath that is going to say sugar, mm -hmm. I think is exactly what it says. And then, so if there's 10 grams of carbohydrates in something, and you go down and it's 9 grams of sugar, it's all sugar. There's no, it's all simple carbohydrate. Right? And it's, so it's not just the sugar cube. For example, ketchup. Ketchup has lots of sugar. Lots of sugar. And it tastes like shit when it has sugar in it. If you go, I buy sugar-free ketchup because I like ketchup. Yeah. I hate plants, but I like ketchup for some reason. But if you look at, like, if you can buy ketchups without sugar in them or very, very, very little. And it actually tastes better because it's just vinegar and tomato paste. So, yeah, you don't have to. I would, and I'd be careful. That has stevia in it is what sweetens it. There's all this like stevia, aspartame, all this stuff. Be careful with that shit because it'll probably kill you too. You know, if you can't, if you, if I can't give you a word and you can't write it on a piece of paper because it's got too many letters, mm, don't know if that's good for you. If either. they weren't eating it a thousand years ago, exactly. Okay. So, but again, this maybe if you you say where can I start today, mm -hmm. you're gonna have to give yourself a tiny bit of slack with it just so you don't go yep. crazy. But again, too, is, you know, if, if you're going to cut sugars out, which we've talked about, be prepared for withdrawal. Yeah. Your body will go through withdrawal because yeah. sugar is as powerful of a drug as heroin, as whatever you want to say. Now, you know, I guess it does make your teeth fall out too, <laughs> but um, if you you know, be prepared because your body loves sugar. It, it's, it's used that as an emotional crutch its whole life. There will be a physiological and a mental withdrawal that happens. If you cut out sugar, I've done, I've done, you and I've talked about this. There's yeah. a month where I, uh, a few years ago where I went, tried to cut out every, all sugars, Yeah. no, no fruits, no chocolate bars, zero. And I felt like an addict. I was already eating fairly healthy. I was grouchy. Man, my wife, you know, thank God she didn't slit my throat in the middle of the night because I wasn't good to be around. Uh, um, 
I, I remember looking, I had a bowl of chocolate bars that I was going to reward myself with <laughs> at the end of the month. And I remember looking at those thinking like, man, maybe I should just sneak out back and inject some of those into my veins. I'd, I'd do any, like I, yep. it, it, it was actually a little bit of a, uh, uh, not a scary thing. That's the wrong word, but it really taught me that, that it wasn't an addiction. My body does like the high and, and it, it wasn't easy and we still have the sugar. So I'm wondering how I'm going to react by lowering these now. But, but I think what you're hearing, yep. if you've been, Hitting on th- three donuts and four sugar, sugar cubes in every coffee and, or and like four a pops quadruple quad like coffee full of sugar and cream is like and I own a coffee company so I get this but that's why the beauty of Northman Coffee as a plug is you mm. don't need cream and sugar in it because it tastes so damn good but the thing is yep. is what I do find is people are like I'll sell them a coffee and they'll be like do you have cream and sugar and I usually don't. I started kind of keeping it in the shop here, but I used to not because I was like, try it without. And a lot of people, oh, this is awesome. I don't need cream and sugar. But what they do is they put like five shots of cream and five shots of sugar in a coffee. It's like that mixing carbohydrates and fat is bad too. Sugars, mixing sugars and fats mm-hmm. is terrible. But I, we should have touched on that. Maybe we can at the end. Another but one, yeah. it's, it's terrible because it starts shunting fat into like it increases your insulin levels and then you have all this fat there too which from you know milks and stuff like that isn't necessarily the best fat all of a sudden it just it that's like a an elixir to become fat is by putting cream and sugar in your coffee like if you want to get fat fast do that and i found that once you strip out sugars or more sugars is things actually start to taste better like for me like any kind of coffee you you mix sugar it. it tasted good because it's sweet right but when I start to strip it out and you get a good cup of coffee what, that doesn't have the sugar, now, I don't know, it hits your tongue differently. You can actually, the, mm-hmm. the, the aromas and the flavors of food really come through when you don't have the sugar. But I think coming That's back to that. a good point, actually. Yeah. Like, the, like that is a very good point. Is It's going to be some short-term pain. It's yeah, so, going to be. So but this isn't easy. you will enjoy yeah. food more if you get rid of that thing, right? Because there there's dopamine. A dopamine hit comes from eating sugar people don't realize that dopamine is the same thing that happens in your mind when you snort coke yeah that's what makes coke awesome it's like i'm not addicted to coke i just love the smell of it mm-hmm. <laughs> like that. but it's the thing is with that is it gives you a dopamine kick right so all of a sudden you're just like yeah this is awesome same thing happens with sugar same thing happens with porn mm-hmm. you get this huge dopamine spike now the rest of life kind of sucks because it doesn't match that high that you get from eating sugar. So realize that it is addictive. So while we're giving some, you're giving some easy hints, it's prepare for the journey because it's, it's, it's not an suck. easy one. It's going to suck. But the, the, the difficult journeys are the ones that produce the greatest rewards. Trust me, if you're fat, you're avoiding difficult journeys. Yeah, <laughs> so but you can do it. Let's start now. Okay, so Tanner, should we keep moving then? Should we, yeah. uh, water, what do you recommend for, for water intake? Lots. Um... Now, some people can get, here's, this is a genetic thing. Mm-hmm. Water and sleep are genetic. The, everything else we just talked about, um, everybody should be following it about 95% mm-hmm. of what we just talked about. Now, water, some people can go three days without drinking water and they're fine, right? I, I don't, let's, when it comes to that, assume you need lots, right? Assume you need lots until proven otherwise. Is mm-hmm. kind of what I go with it because there is these genetic freaks. Same with guys that can sleep for three hours a night and wake up and they're just like, I'm good to go. And they do that for 20 years straight. 
they're just they don't need a lot of sleep some people just don't need a lot of water but don't assume that's you because you don't like drinking water because the one thing i hate people saying is i don't like drinking water it's like that's like saying you don't like breathing oxygen (laughs) like water is a human like it's a and you can go yeah you can go drink a can of coke and there is water in there but you know that's like saying oh i love skittles they're full of poison but whatever they taste so good like it's stupid so water is water is water that's it if it's not water it's not water you know so just like you know out of a tap it's kind of shitty because it's full of all kinds of bad things but if it's coming from a city right but a trick with that is fill up a jug of water you have a four liter right there fill it up with water leave the cap off put it in your fridge Mm -hmm. all the chlorine and stuff like that will evaporate out of it over the night and you wake up and it tastes just like filtered water now is there still shit in it yes but it's better than nothing okay go to the reverse osmosis stuff like that that's filtered water that's good but water's water and going back to your um, your analogy of if it's in your body, you should consume it. Yeah. So what percent of the body? I know it's a big percent. Do you know what Isn't percent? Isn't it like 70? I've heard it's huge. that the earth? I don't know. Maybe we won't state exactly. But it's a, a lot, lot of a water. A lot of your body If I strip all the water, water. Yeah, there ain't much water. <clears throat> yeah, right? yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's just. So the, therefore it needs water. Yeah, you and, need water. And when we're talking to the masses again, or to the, to the greatest numbers of, of people, uh, uh, in your experience, are a lot of people underhydrated? Yes. Okay, yeah. so uh, while you're saying that maybe not everybody needs, the old rule was eight cups a day. Everybody yeah. should have eight cups a yeah. day. But somebody might need 10, somebody might need six. You're saying it's genetic, but on a whole, more times than not, people are underhydrated, drink more water. Absolutely. Okay. So, I, and, and <clears throat> what hydration does, the cells function better when they're hydrated, your joints function better, your muscles are made up of water. If you're sore all the time, I used to be hurt all the time because I didn't drink enough water. Right. So the muscles dry, it's tight. You pull it, it hurts, blah, blah, blah. Like your muscles are just filaments that slide on each other. Water is what lubricates those filaments. So you need water in your body. Otherwise you're going to be hurt all the time too, because you're dried out. Now to what level that, like you said, is it eight cups a day? Is it 20 cups a day? Is it three cups a day? Start with two liters there. Go find two liters of water and drink it. Not at once, sip on it, or at what? Like, just get two liters get of water. Get it through your body. You know, if your piss isn't clear, you're un- you're dehydrated. Let's talk That's- about that for 30 seconds. Yeah. Basically, like, sometimes you can urinate, and it's fluorescent. It's, yeah. it's It dark. depends. Are you taking a multivitamin? No, let's, okay. let's say. Because okay. if you're taking dark, a multivitamin, dark, dark. you're going to have fluorescent piss. If, you, if, you're, if your urine is, is, is dark, you can't see through it, you're, drink oof, more water. Yeah, like now. Okay. Because your kidneys are in rough shape if you're like okay. that's a lot of stress on your body if mm-hmm. you're pissing something that looks more like iced tea than water. Yeah. Like I said, is you should take a piss every hour ish, maybe every couple hours, and it should be clear. Okay. That's a good indication that you're hydrated, mm-hmm. right? Because you're pissing out water. And what water's doing is it's flushing out all those systems in your body. Like water yeah. is a flush, like that's what it does. Right, so it's flushing out your liver, your kidneys, your mm-hmm. your you know. I found the it was interesting to point. Uh, I coached a, a female hockey team this last year, and one of the moms on the of the team is is heavy into fitness and nutrition, and we were talking about water, and she made the statement of uh, <clears throat> you know I was encouraging the girls to keep hydrated and drink lots of water and stay away from the pops and that, and uh, she said you know 
even if you have uh, some depression or anxiety issues, you know, like lots of times it's just hit up more water. You're dehydrated. Right. Is that, is that a fair, like I'm, I I'm 100% a, agree. Yeah. hundred percent. So, so again, agree. it's, it's when not, you're underhydrated too, your brain doesn't function. Like there's a reason why you get a headache when you don't drink enough water. Yeah. Right. There's a reason why you have a headache after you go sure. drinking for an entire night. Yeah. It's dehydration. Your brain doesn't function as good. Like, that's an awesome point. I'm glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. And she's a smart woman because it's the brain needs hydration to function correctly, right? So if you're depressed, start drinking water. Okay. See what happens, right? Okay. My, but, you know, saying, well, that's stupid then. Yeah, it's stupid to think that. But. So maybe just to to start to get close, we have two more points to get through mm-hmm. here, Tanner. I know we didn't want to drag yep. on too long. But um, do you mind touching on... Eating versus exercise. Yes. You know, like, are, are they equally important or is one more important than the other? Okay. <clears throat> so this is another huge myth that needs to be talked about. How you look is how you eat. Mm-hmm. I've, I, I, okay, yeah. yeah. How you look is how you eat, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're fat, you eat bad, mm-hmm. right? If you're, you know, people think that I'm going to go, you're going to go do a bunch of cardio and work out and get skinny. If you're eating bad, you won't. Right. You need to, how you look is how you eat. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you want to look good naked, you're going to have to eat good. Long and the short of it. So you're basically saying, I think, is that this whole theory of I'm going to eat whatever I want and I'm going to go for a workout tonight and they'll equal out. If you're going to control one, control what's going in your mouth. Absolutely. Well, no, first that's, and yeah, foremost. How you look, like I said, if so, if you want to, if you want to lose weight, you're going to have to eat different. You won't lose weight just exercising. I mean, if you're real fat, you might just because you're real fat and that your body doesn't want to be like that. Okay. So a little bit of exercise will burn those calories. But think about it: if you go and do a hard session on, say, like an assault bike or something, which is very, very challenging, if you were to burn 500 calories doing that, let's say, it's gonna suck like a lot. Where just don't eat that 500 calories and then you don't have to burn it off. Like, don't be stupid. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's eat smarter. And then what happens is, I mean, you won't get stronger necessarily by eating better. Maybe a little bit. But you won't. Like, exercise is more about performance than it is about how you look. Now, if you do lift heavy stuff, you're going to look bigger and stuff. I get it. And you're going to prepare your body for whatever you're stimulating it towards for working out. That is fact. But for 99% of the people out there that want to get in shape, what they're actually saying is, I hate the way I look. That's what most people are saying. They're going to hide behind this fake thing of, well, I don't perform like I used to. Shut up. You 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 hate the way you you, you probably just hate yeah. the way you look. Yeah. Right? So if that's the case, worry less about the exercise and more about the food. Exercise still for sure. But Sorry, don't did you say worry more about the, the food, food yeah. less about the exercise. Exactly. Yeah. Like okay. I mean, worry about the exercise, you should go be doing it because it's yeah. good for you and it makes you stronger, but it doesn't make you look better necessarily. In a perfect world, do the both. Right. Absolutely. But don't lie to yeah. yourself and say you can eat whatever exactly. you want. And yeah. Don't, yeah. don't go to the gym and then like I hate people come in here all the time and they're like they work out super hard on Monday because they're like, Oh, I got drunk all weekend and stuff. It's like you're stupid. Like that's mm-hmm. that doesn't make a difference. You're not burning off bad decisions by working out. That's not what working out is. Working out is training towards performance. Eating is how you look, right? So if you want to look good, eat good. Working out doesn't change that. Now, when it comes to building muscle, and obviously you need to work out. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to just general weight loss, eating is 99% of it, if not 100. 
Okay, no, Tanner, maybe if we could just spend the last couple of minutes here yeah. on, on uh, um, fasting. Just yeah. what is it and when should you do it? And it's going to be its own, own podcast. It's its own episode. podcast, and but, I want to try to find somebody that's better at this than I am. Yeah. But I will give you the quick and dirty version of fasting. Is if, especially if you're overweight, this is very effective. Don't eat till noon. Like, do what, go Google intermittent fasting works awesome for weight loss. It's uncomfortable, but it works. You basically don't eat till noon. Then from noon till eight o'clock, you're going to eat just healthy foods. And then you're going to give your body 16 hours to not have food in the system. The reason. So basically, finish your supper. Don't eat again. Don't miss your breakfast. Drink yeah. your water. Yep. Yeah. Oh, drink lots of water. But then don't eat again till lunch. Yeah, and, exactly. and eat eat till whatever you and said. Eat good food in that time and okay. watch what happens. It's very good. Now some people just go absolutely bananas when they don't eat in the morning. So maybe fasting's not for you. Um, like I said, we need somebody that's more versed on that. Yeah. I just know that it's a very effective fat loss tool because if you're fat. You have there's lots of energy packed in your body. Mm-hmm. Think about it that way. Food is providing energy, but if you have three inches of body fat all over your whole body, you have enough energy in there. We don't need to eat anymore. Okay, right? Like stop eating so much and eat less. What it also does is the mitochondria in your cells only basically cleanse the cells. Not only again, we'll get an expert, but this is what I've understood: is the mitochondria is what cleans the cells. Right? It's actually a separate organism to the cell, I believe. It, but when there's your body is in digestion mode, which means that there's food and nutrients running through your body, those mitochondria basically go dormant and you're not getting a chance to clean. So like I said earlier, mm-hmm. you know, what they do is they clean the office after the work day is over. So, right? So the all the office people leave. Now the mitochondria can come in and clean the office, so to yep. speak. But if there's people in the office 24 hours a day, they're not in there to clean. Right, and okay. then the office becomes messy and gross. So we, I think that's a whole podcast all about. Absolutely, but, but in short, unless, good. unless your doctor tells you otherwise, right? Yeah, uh, try it out. Try it out. Try it out. Try it out. Yeah. Don't eat so damn much. Like you don't need. If you're fat, you don't need to eat a whole lot because you're already fat. Like so now, Tanner, I don't even know if like on, on this podcast, do we even need a call to action other than just try to implement these these yeah. f- simple things we've talked about? We're not, or, or go talk to a nutritionist. Yeah, go well, talk yeah, to to, to yeah. somebody that uh, can build. But you don't right. even need that. Yeah. Isn't it simple enough? Just go, just educate your damn self. Because yeah, fair. Nutrition, yeah. I, like the nutritionalist thing, I will say scares me. Because mm-hmm. if you go, like, do you know how many nutritionalists I've seen that are like three hundred pounds? Mm-hmm. Lots, lots. So if <laughs> if you're fat and you're gonna tell me how to eat, guess what I'm gonna become. Because what they're going to tell you is, I follow the Canada Food Guide and make sure you eat your vegetables and make sure you get all that grain and sugar in your body. And it's like, well, how's that going for you? Because, mm-hmm. you know, you're panting telling me this sentence. Mm-hmm. So, and I find a lot, not all of them, there's some really good nutritionists out there. If there is a good one out there, call me because I've actually never met one, but I'm pretty sure they exist, I hope. Um, then, so... <clears throat> Maybe don't go to a nutritionalist just yet. Okay. What I'm saying is think about it. Take away the sugars, Uh right? Realize that you don't need to eat 24 hours a day, right? Stop drinking liquid calories, which is pops and stuff Uh like that. Drink, replace that with water, right? Go exercise, obviously will help. 
reduce the amount of food you're eating. Like, don't eat like an idiot, right? Now, if, you know, we can get into different versions yep. of that, but for the time being, if you're going to eat, say, three meals a day, you don't need to gorge yourself, right? Like, just eat good food until, you know, you feel satisfied and then move on. Cool. Right? So yep. that's what I would say. Those are yep. the, like, you know, like, everybody listening knows this. Yeah. Right? So just go do it. I mean, and if there is something in here that all of a sudden made sense to you, good. And cool. if you want any more on of my opinions on it, like message us through, like talk to me at Viking. I do up meal plans all the time for people that are free. And I don't yep. mean meal plans because that sounds even worse. Yep. It's like, here, eat this, try it. Okay. And if it works, it works. And if not, then we tweak it. 